Welcome to Lander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet, or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am your host, Joe, for yet another week. And today we're here to talk about episode 406, Blood of My Blood. It's written for television by Shayna Felwell. Works for me. And directed by Denise DeNovi, who um, directed that last episode as well. Joe went on and did a little bit of research about her and saw that she doesn't have a ton of directing experience, but that she has been a producer for a long, long time. She's been a producer since 1983. For a lot of pretty big movies. Mm-hmm. Heather's, Edward Scissorhands, Practical Magic, Message in a Bottle, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Life as We Know It, Crazy Stupid Love are just some yeah. of the movies that she's been a producer on. Yeah, and those are some pretty impressive names in the Hollywood circles. They all made money, so um, she, she definitely knows the business. she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So the title shot of this episode is an outhouse and a snake being pulled out of it. Which I find is interesting in retrospect because it has absolutely nothing to do with the episode whatsoever. There's maybe some symbolism there. I think there's some symbolism because when Jamie and Willie first get time alone, it's to take Willie to the privy. And he asks him if he still has the carved wooden snake. But yeah. Weird title shot. Yeah, Probably, it's a little... Can we say it's the worst title shot ever? ever? Yeah, it's, yeah. That's a little... I mean, that's the only connection I could make as well. And if that's the case, then they're getting really unnecessarily cryptic. Also, maybe it's a way of just showing the kind of life that they live there on Fraser Ridge. Like, you go to the bathroom, you pull a snake out. I mean, I though, guess. I will just say, I grew up with a cabin and we had an outhouse mm. and... The, I mean, it's, there should be a lot of distance between the (laughs) circle that you sit on and the ground. So you shouldn't just be able to, and I'm not an expert on outhouses, but the one that I had most experience in, like there's a big drop between, no, you can't like reach down. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't, I didn't get it. It makes no sense. And maybe it does. And you know what? Hey, if it made sense to you, why don't you write us and tell us about it at loinlander at gmail.com or on Twitter at loinlander or on our quickly popularized Facebook group, <laughs> Loinlander Podcast. On Facebook. On Facebook. Right. First scene, John Gray shows up. You said, quote, looking not a day older. Not a day older. And he doesn't. Why no. did they do that? I don't know. I guess they spent all their makeup on the on the uh, the measles later, but yeah. he doesn't look any different to me than he did at Hellwater. No, he looks great. He's a nice looking yeah, man. yeah. A handsome, handsome fellow. He is a handsome yeah. fellow. And I wanted to ask you something. Sure. So in the books, it's very clear mm-hmm. that Jamie and Lord John Gray uh, maintain a relationship through letters. So John writes updates about Willie frequently, and Jamie always writes back. And Diana Gabaldon in the books, in her true fashion, she, I mean, you read the pages and pages of letters between... Right. Jamie and Lord John writes Gray. out the letters. Oh, yeah, and you read them. It has, like, the date and right. where they're writing from, and then Dearest John or Dearest Jamie. Which is an interesting way to tell a story <clears throat> in a book, because then you can, it's sort of, like, can be the equivalent of a montage, and that you can, I don't know if this is how she did it, but you can, like, skip over large periods of time and just sort of recap it in a letter. Yep. Don't know if she did that, but... Don't know if she did what? If, if, that, if she uses, like, a, like a time-jumping recap montage. In her books? Yeah. No, she just writes out the letters between Jamie and John. Okay. So, but I wanted to ask you if you... So, before filming the first scene, I just read an interview with David Barry. Where did you read it? In Vulture magazine. And he was saying that before that scene, he actually wrote Sam Hewen a letter 
from Lord John Gray, just kind of talking about what he thought Lord John Gray would write about. You know, right. how Willie's doing, what the weather is like, how his life is going. And he sent it to Sam Hewen, and it was just to kind of get him in the mind frame. Mm-hmm. Did Sam Hewen send him one back? I don't think he, I don't I don't, think he did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. But my question to you is, when Lord John, as, as someone who hasn't read the books and doesn't necessarily know all that backstory, when Lord John Gray showed up, did you think that's so weird that he would randomly show up out of the blue after yeah, all these it years? it seems super random. But then in his very first, in their very first discussion, he drops, you know, when you sent me your letter. So at least I didn't know that they had a, like this ongoing correspondence, but he does make it clear very soon that Jamie did send him a letter and tell him where he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were, were it's supposed to be because at one point Jamie turns around and says, what the devil, right? Like, what are you doing here? Right. But it's not supposed to be... Do I even know you? Like it's right. been so. It's supposed to be more like I can't believe you're here and you didn't tell me you were coming. Yeah, it's not like the Murtaugh reveal. It's right. He's like just a surprise visitor. Okay, so at first you were like, "Whoa, this is super weird that someone yeah. from Jamie's past would just show up." You didn't the get the, the sense that they'd maintained a relationship. Right. Well, yeah, but then they they quickly rectified that. But yeah. Okay. Um, and were you happy to see David Barry? I love David Barry. I think Lord John Gray was. One of my few bright spots in season three. So it was nice uh, to see him back. Yeah. And he tells him that Willie is here. He says he's here. Right. He doesn't bring him out soon. No, no. He wanted to prepare Jamie. Right. And you can see Jamie's face. Just like. He's ready. Um, no, he's, he's not sure if he's ready. Like he loses all. Like he wants it, but he's not. He's a little freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. So the next scene is Claire and Myrta, and they're just doing chores around the area. They're getting water yeah. and making jokes about who should carry it. And Myrta's got a funny hat. Myrta looks great. He does He's look great. Very yeah. well dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love each other, Claire and Myrta. Yeah, they're, hey? they're, they're tight. They're besties for sure. And she says him being at Fraser's Ridge it makes it feel like home to her. Right. And it does. Well, like old school home before Boston. But yeah. Right. So just speaking about Murta's attire, I wanted to point something out. Um, I've read, just on all the fan sites that I'm on, people are sad that Jamie's not wearing a kilt. They're saying, like, does anyone miss Jamie wearing his kilt? Like, when do you think he's going to wear his kilt? And I would say he's not going to anymore. Well, that's just it, right? Like, And that's something that, you know, when you look at Murta, he looks great. He's also not wearing a kilt. Right. And it really shows you that the Battle of Culloden destroyed that entirely people yeah. from scotland stopped wearing kilts they just wore regular clothes after because well, they banned the tartans they banned the tartans that's so, right yeah they couldn't wear kilts and the, but even in the new world i feel like they probably could in the new world yeah but they're they, just yeah but at this point they probably don't even have them anymore yeah you know i mean uh, i guess you could have one made but i feel like yeah, they just moved on i mean i don't know uh, I'm not it's a, an interesting it would be an interesting uh, portion of history to live through to go from that being your life yeah like it just it just shows the transformation of what Culloden really did right well and I mean I, th- I think that was the same maybe not so visually on the nose as not wearing a kilt anymore but I think that's what happened to most cultures when they when immigrants moved to America or wherever it is you know they all basically amalgamated into this one pants wearing community <laughs> yeah. you know like like and that's the it, it's what north america or you know the upper parts of north america became you know afterwards where you know just sort of everyone no matter where you were from scotland ireland germany as you saw with Helmula, and they, you know they were all 
They're all basically dressed the same. Yeah, they're they all, are. They're all shopping at the same Macy's now, so yep. all their clothes look alike. Yeah. You know, so that's, I, I, I guess that's how it went. I yeah, it's interesting. So while Claire and Myrta are getting water, they hear someone call out for help, and of course it's Willie. Mm-hmm. And he has leeches on his legs. Claire could not seem less worried. Oh, it's only leeches. Right. If I have that many leeches on my legs... I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And I want someone to be like, sure, let me get them for you. Don't worry. You know what I mean? I don't want... Not a big deal. But then she actually wants to keep the leeches. Yeah. They're great for bringing down swelling. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, what was your opinion of Young Willie? Ooh, that's a really good question. What was your opinion of Young Willie? I thought it was... uh, he was good. I mean, it could have gone a lot of ways. Like, obviously, he's this quote-unquote son of a, of a British lord. So he was, I think he was just the right amount of snotty. He had the right attitude, be, didn't he? Yeah, to be, you know, uh, as part of the aristocracy, but not so snotty that instantly you're like, this kid's a douche. I don't like him. You know, it, that's a really good way to look at it. And also, this is someone who, in addition to being, you know very upper class and being raised in extreme privilege he's also just lost his mother yeah and for most of this episode he thinks he's about to lose his father or the only father he knows so at first glance when i saw who was playing willie um i felt that they could have chosen someone who looked a little more like sam hewan Right, which they didn't bother with at all in season three. They didn't, no. But I think what they did was, because it is a really, really important role, they just went with the best actor they could find. Yeah, and I think that's smart. Child actors of, can, they of can ability are, yeah, like it's, they're hard to find. You know, they're hard to find, they're hard to direct, and yeah, I, I think they made a right choice going with, uh, or a proper choice. Going with this kid who was a really good actor. He I is thought. well, and he actually he's he's in tons of he's a theater actor, right? So he's been in Oliver Twist, and I, I read he this child does know how to act, yeah. and so I think they were like bringing the chops. Well, yeah, he's in what eighty five percent of every yeah he a, a, he carried this show yeah, largely. So they needed someone to act, and I think they were like, well, you know, maybe people maybe people if we right. give him Let's the same give him bad bangs, flopsy bangs, oh. that's right. No, he was he was largely good. He was, and Sam Hewen played off of him very well. Yeah, they had good chemistry. They did have good good chemistry. So then we go to uh, Jamie and Lord John Gray, and we learn that Isabel has had died on her way to visit John Gray in Jamaica, Jamaica where we last saw mm-hmm. him, and Willie had been with her. So poor Willie has now lost two mothers at this point. Right, Geneva and Isabel. But does he know? This is what I, I mean. This is again something that maybe was. Uh, expanded on in the books, I assume, but hasn't been in the show. Like, does he know that John and Isabella aren't his actual parents? So I think he knows. I think he does. I think he knows Isabella is his aunt mm-hmm. because they would have told him, you know, your mother right. was Geneva. And so I think he knows he's being raised by his aunt yeah. and her husband. I think he knows that Lord John Gray isn't. I think. Again, write us at lordlanderinsmills.com yeah, because we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they definitely don't make it clear one way or the other in the show in this episode they don't yeah um so willie and claire and myrta all arrive at the same time and willie william doesn't remember jamie yeah john gray insists there says that willie now insists that they call him william right and he in a painful turn of events doesn't remember no it's like 
and you can Hello, see. Sir. I don't believe I've met you. I or something know. Like and that. they actually, if you look at Katrina Balfe's face, she has sympathy for Jamie because she's right. like that. Probably hurt a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting face acting by Katrina Balfe in this mm-hmm. episode was, because there? there wasn't a lot of her. She didn't have a lot of speaking. Um, but she had a lot of mixed emotions that she had to convey. Did a lot a of mixed lot emotions. A lot of mixed emotions. And, and just sorry, side note, this is, we don't have to delve into it too deeply, but has there been, we spoke uh, last episode of the episode before about the sort of the reduction of Claire mm-hmm. in this season. Has there been any of the Claire monologue this year? You know, no, like, we like haven't her narration? Heard her voice. Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway, uh, that's such an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a lot of times where she would, especially in season one, oh, yeah, you know, she didn't have to face act because she would just be like, I was sad because time travel. <laughs> like, and that, but, but now she doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and then something that I really enjoyed and obviously completely separate from the books is that, and I had forgotten, of course, that Lord John knows Myrta. Right. And he's shocked to see him. Yeah. He says, Mr. Fitzgibbons, you look great yeah, like as in alive <laughs> yeah yeah Myrtle was not happy to see Lord John Gray he does not greet him with the same camaraderie that Jamie does no at all although Jamie reminds him in front of Lord John that Lord John is a friend and the reason that Myrta is alive right because remember when they were all eating rats and things were very very bad mm-hmm. and um Jamie and Lord John were kind of bargaining back and forth and Jamie's like I want this and this and this and Lord John's like I can't do any of that and Jamie's like what if you just get a doctor to see Mr. Fitzgibbons and he does and Myrta gets better right so it is because of Lord John that Myrta survived Mm -hmm. and then they all have dinner together which is awkward what did you think of this scene I mean it was it was good I mean there's a lot of layers to it a lot of layers I mean there's there was already uh, sort of a a spike driven in the relationship of, of Jamie and Murtaugh, you know, uh, with Jamie's sort of association with uh, Lord Tryon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, now it's just getting compounded because all of a sudden Lord John Gray shows up and he's like, oh, this is my bestest buddy, Lord John Gray. Yeah. And Murtaugh's like, I hate you. Uh, I hate all British people, especially mm-hmm. the rich ones. Mm-hmm. And now you're friends with two of them. And that's not cool. Well, and he it's interesting at one point, and we can get there later, but he does describe Lord John as a redcoat. Yeah. Like a blanket red yeah, coat. Yeah. Even though I don't think I've ever seen... Has Lord, Lord John has never... He was in a red coat at Ardsmere. Was he? Seen? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. maybe. Well, he wasn't wearing it. No, he's lost the red coat. No, so... Um, in fact, you're not. it's not even clear if he's even actively in the military anymore. I guess he must be. But anyway, uh, yeah, so there's a, a lot of tension between John Gray and Murtaugh. Well, where... John Gray is very good friends with the governor. Yeah, and all he knows is what the governor's telling him is that, oh, you know, the resistance is they're being shit disturbers and troublemakers. And, you know, Murtaugh, obviously, you know, he was talking about there was an instance where someone in one of the sheriffs and was across the creek was dragged by yeah. his horse. And Murtaugh's like, that's a gross exaggeration, which means Murtaugh probably did it. Uh, <laughs> well, and Lord John, David Barry delivers lines so well. He just says, um, I'm told that there was many witnesses. Yeah. And Murtaugh didn't even bother trying to go back and forth with him. It was uh, it was a good scene and very tense, but very sort of, you know, the the standard like British polite. Like I'm not gonna call you a stupid liar, but obviously you are. And Murtaugh's like, I don't like you very much, and I would like to kill you, but I won't. Well, and what's interesting, and I pointed this out to you when we were watching it, is that Claire, if she is on a side of anyone at that table, 
it's Murta's. Mm-hmm. Jamie right. is really kind of playing a balancing act, right? right. Like it's a delicate situation for him because he does consider Lord John a friend right. and he owes him a lot. Yeah. Well, and to Murtaugh's credit, though, when they first met Lord, Lord John, you know, for I'm not even really sure why, asked Murtaugh to not reveal that they knew each other from prison. And, right. uh, and and Murtaugh makes a slip up where he makes a comment about eating rats and Willie picks up on it. And uh, despite the fact that Murtaugh has no love loss for John Gray, he still, he, he basically makes a joke. He's like, oh, I just have a weird sense of humor. No, and Claire he, says he has yeah, a weird right, sense but of then humor. He, but Murtaugh basically like makes an offhanded comment to the kid and like gives him a little wink and then immediately excuses himself. Yeah, he's like, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm out. Have a good night. Yeah. Thanks for the stoop. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky situation, and I thought they all played it well. And again, in the interview I read with David Barry, they asked him how he liked working with uh, Duncan Lacroix, Murta, and he said it was that scene. He said any time you have a scene at a table where there's that many facial expressions and that many characters, it takes forever. And that one in particular went so long that they were all hysterical, so they had to keep doing like take after take and it was a bit of a nightmare of a scene which is funny because it's really quite a short it's only what like a couple minutes a minute and a half right but it took them hours and hours and hours and hours to film it well it's hard because there's so many i mean there you can't you have to do so many what's called so in in movies and tvs you you have what's called a setup so Mm -hmm. you have to do so many setups like when they have uh you know murtaugh when you're looking at murtaugh on the other side of murtaugh there's like giant lights and flags and all kind of you know like if yeah. you were to look on the outside there was all this junk basically surrounding him and then you know on when they shoot david barry it's the same thing but it's on the exact opposite side so every time you see a camera move to a different person like that's a completely different setup that's a huge amount of time like so new to lighting like, new makeup yeah, new, new hair. so to bounce around all that many times and in, in that confine of an area like that would take a long time yeah. and especially even in a scene you know that that short so yeah, yeah if, you, if you start losing it then yeah well forever. meanwhile they're all drinking grape juice which has a ton of sugar in it right, right? because so that's good. acting as wine and every time they're taking sips in between the anyways so yeah he said it was an exhausting scene uh so Murta does, he gets up, he leaves, mm-hmm. he basically storms storms away, Claire gets up and walks him to the door, Lord John stands up to be polite, Jamie just sits there and watches. He said nothing. He said nothing, he just like turns his head and watches Murta leave, and I thought that was really strange of him. Yeah, well he's torn, he doesn't know what to do. Also, I thought Murta just left, like went back to the town or something like that, but in fact, I... I He's still there, so I don't know where I think he's, he's camping nearby. Yeah, either he has a camp or, or something like that because he comes and he starts <laughs> pilfering the firewood later. But, but yeah, so I'm not. I thought he was just like I'm booking it back to no, my. No, I think smithy. he's visiting them, but like a visit in the olden days was like was a while. I'll put a tarp up and sleep beside your cabin. Right. Anyways, so uh, after the dinner, Jamie and Willie go out to the privy. Yeah. And Willie's not happy about that. No, he's not. But he's Lord, like, cannot someone fetch a chamber pot? <laughs> yeah, and, and Lord John's like, no, no. Here we're going to right use this. You know, we're guests, and I just want to say, if anyone ever needed an, a good adopted father, adoptive father, I feel like Lord John would be a really good. It appears that he was because you know Willie was was a really good kid. Hmm. So when Jamie and Willie go out, though, he hears Jamie speaking Gallic, and he remembers him. Yeah, he says Jamie something to the horses. To the horses. And he's like, "Hey, are you? Uh... Are you the groom here?" Yeah. Because I knew a groom. Right. And then he says, "Do you sometimes go by the name of Mac?" 
Mm-hmm. Mackenzie, Mr. Mackenzie, yeah. And Sam Hewen plays this so well. You can just see... He says later that his heart was racing, and then Willie says to him directly... Why did you pretend you didn't know yeah. me? Willie realizes yeah, who this like, is. Yeah, you're Mac. Why did you pretend you didn't know me when I walk in? And Jamie, in my favorite line of the episode, just kind of mumbles, I didn't can. Right. Like he's, I don't know. Yeah. And it's not very often that a character in a show doesn't have an answer. Like right. he just is like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know how to answer this question. And Willie's kind of pissed. A little bit, yeah. But then Jamie says, do you remember that wooden snake that I, right. do you still have it? Yeah. That wooden snake eye card for you? And do you remember and, what Willie said? Well, and Willie, like, flipped. He, he went, he got cold, and he was like, Master, sir, I'm, I do not, I'm too old to play with toys or something. And he just, like, stalked away. Yeah, it's like a kick in the gut. Yeah, like, he cut him off. And as a parent, this happens to me, too, sometimes with our little guy, mm-hmm. where I'll be like, do you remember when you and Mommy, we went and we had such a fun day and we yeah. did this? And he'll say, no, I don't remember. He's like, yeah, do you know what? Optimus Prime can do this? Like, yeah, no, what? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I totally understand that feeling as a parent of being so disappointed when they don't remember something that meant so much to you. Then later, Jamie talks to Claire about Willie, and he describes, like, he talks about him with such pride. Yeah. He's happy to see him, but sad. It's hard. It's a lot of um, melancholy in this episode from Jamie, for sure. Well, it is, because essentially, he's had three children. Yeah. Jimmy has had three children, and he has not been able to be with any of them. Right. So Faith died before right. he met her. Brianna lives in a different century. Right. For now. <laughs> right. And uh, then Willie doesn't even know he's his father. Right. Like, for someone who... Jamie Fraser had a great relationship with his father. Yeah. And he always assumed he would have kids. So for someone who always assumed and would be such a wonderful father not to have three children and not be able to raise any of them right that's tough for him it is tough for him what were you gonna say i feel like i I just i feel like i I, this i was gonna touch on it later that i feel like at times willie almost caught on i don't know why i just got the impression that willie Mm -hmm. suspected especially in one scene later later on yeah so when jamie goes back to play chess with lord john he runs into Murta. That's when Murta's on the porch right. stealing firewood. And Murta is all sorts of pissed. Like, yeah. he's grumpy. And Jamie's like, you need to be... You need to consider this little boy who's lost two mothers. And Murta's like... Why do you care about this kid? Why do we give a shit about that? And he's like... Because... Uh... No, but he does another excuse. He's right. like... And this is really challenging for him to be... Or something because like that. Because he's lost parents. Because he's lost his two mothers. And you know, yeah. his dad is sick. Well, he didn't cause... know that at that point. Right. But And Murta's like, again, though... What does that have anything right. to do with you? But then Smart Murta catches on. Yeah, and then Murta's like, he's yours. Yeah. And Murta seems kind of pissy about it. Because, well, the first thing he says is, does Claire know? Right. Jamie Looking says... for Claire Bear. I know. Jamie says yes. And uh, then Murta picks up his firewood and starts, like, storming like, away. I keep all your secrets and I'll keep this one, too. Yeah, but he says something like, maybe one day you can tell me about his mother or right. if that's a big secret because he's yeah, basically he's like, like snark, you obviously had some sort of relationship right. with someone else other than Claire. There's something I was thinking about in this scene and then I thought about it later and I feel like it's right almost at the end of the episode and I don't want to forget about it. But uh, so after basically Lord John gets in a situation where he is in Claire's debt and Murtaugh here, the same thing. At no time did anyone ever ask John Gray 
to use his influence with Tryon to try and make things better. I thought that was interesting. At no point were they like, hey, can you maybe, you know, as a favor to me, Jamie Fraser, can you maybe bridge the gap between the people? Can we as can, can but we Jamie use- says to or sorry, Murta says to Jamie, he's in, he knows well, everything. Find out information. Right. He wants Jamie to be a spy. But at no point do they ever do they ever just try and appeal to John Gray to actually help the cause, which I think is kind of interesting. Like for 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 him to see their side. Right. Yeah. Like and, and like later on, he he's indebted to Claire, and you know Claire being Murta's friend, you know I, I expected her to be like, hey, can you? Is there any way that you can talk to Tryon about these taxes and you know help the regulators out or or, or anything? But here's like- the thing: I don't think like, Lord John, while he is a friend, this is why it's such an interesting dynamic of friendship. Is he's always been? He's pretty by the book. He's very by the book, and he. He was their prison warden. Warden, like no, he, it's true. he is. He's not royalty, but he is in a different, completely right. different world than them. Right. And one of the reasons why I think that Jamie is able to maintain the friendship with him is because Jamie never does like bring him down and try and get him to get involved with things that true. he wouldn't normally get involved. Yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the truth of it is the only reason why they have the friendship that they do is because John Gray is madly in love with Jamie. And raising his son. And, and well, but so even even that's why he's raising his son. You know what I mean? Like, that's everything that John Gray does for Jamie is because he's in love with him, right? Like, I mean, he's grown to love Willie, I'm sure, but, like, he didn't take him because... He wanted it was If it was just some rando kid, he wouldn't have done it. You know, he did it for Jamie. That's true. So, every, you know, everything that he does is because he loves Jamie. Jamie's the love of his life. He is the love of his life. Poor Lord John. Poor Lord John. Poor Lord yeah. John. So, John Gray and Jamie play chess. Yeah. It's a really cute scene. They're both giggling. They've run out of alcohol. It's the closest John will ever have to basically making out with him, so he loves it. He loves it. And yeah. Jamie's like, try my try my it drink. Brings out the hooch. And, and uh, Lord John's like, I guess, is this supposed to be whiskey? <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't know, moonshine or some something. But they're both just gagging it down. Very potent. It's a great scene. But yeah. the next morning, John Gray, while he's thanking Claire for her hospitality, almost passes out while he's standing. Yeah. Of course, they learn that he went through Cross Creek. Which has had a measles epidemic. As we learn from... The Mulas. Yeah. That's right. So he's sick. He's so sick. He needs to stay behind. Claire's really concerned about Willie. Yes. Willie needs to stay away. Right. For like six days, she Right. Said. Which allows... Jamie and Willie time to bond over a six-day adventure. Fortuitously, yeah. Which I think Jamie Would secretly Secretly like. He's worried about John Gray, but he's also like, just like, me and him. Camping! So the adventure starts off a bit rough because yeah, Willie... Yeah, Willie doesn't want to go. <laughs> and I really like this scene where Willie is like very determined to stay and Sam Hewen has never seemed so strong. He's like grabbing him by one shoulder and like, like dragging him Yeah, he like grabbed him by the ponytail, like, I thought, at, at first. And then just picks him up and he's like, don't kick! And the yeah. kid is like freaking out and he throws him onto the horse. Yeah, he basically says, I will tie you to your stirrups if you if you." And that is a parenting to. moment, isn't That's it? It's hard parenting right it there. It is yeah. hard parenting. I've been there. I've, been, I've never tied my son to anything, but I've definitely had that. <laughs> Feeling I don't want to go there, you're going dynamic for yeah. sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, Claire is caring for John Gray, and John Gray looks oh bad. horrible. Yeah, like you you said, 
this is great makeup. Yeah, the makeup is great. Like, I don't know. He's got all these sort of, like, pox and stuff. He just, he looks horrible. He's all clammy and shit. It looks yeah. real bad. And they start having pretty honest conversations with each yeah, other. Yeah, the fever's kicking in hard with yeah. John Gray. And he says to Claire that he admires her. He's like, I've never met a man or a woman who just speaks as plainly as you do. Yeah, which it's is incredible. pretty thematic with Claire in the old world. It is. Um, and John Gray, David Barry, describes John Gray essentially as being a man of masks. He right. never says what he feels, what he wants. Right. He never acts the way... His, everything about him, he has to act differently. Which we saw at the table with Murtaugh, right? Where he basically wanted to come come at him, I think, but he was very... Super polite. You know, super polite. Yeah. And, I mean, there was also a moment where Claire was kind of... She was really pushing Lord John, and he was like, I'm so sorry, have I had too much wine, or are you asking me directly right. if I'm here to spy on Jamie? Right, yeah, that was earlier. But yeah. even then, he he's so polite about it, right? Mm -hmm. And she just says, are you? yeah. Like yeah. she is not. They are the. They are completely opposite in yes. character. She is, she is the blunt hammer to his velvet glove. <laughs> yes, um, and and when he when he does tell her that he admires that she speaks so plainly, she says it's not by choice. I was born that way. Right, and he says, so was I. So was I. And he cries. Yeah. So a couple of things. When she said it's not by choice, I was born that way. I wondered if you would appreciate them actually explaining out loud because it drives you crazy that Claire just says whatever yeah. she but it's very it is very consistent mm -hmm. it is so I was waiting for you to say something and what you said was bitch gonna bitch <laughs> that's I did say that <laughs> that's, but did you it's kind of a deal did you do you appreciate how how very self-aware she, she is she doesn't apologize for it she is who she is and she can't change it no she knows she, it makes it difficult doesn't try right and did you feel bad for lord john when he says so was i like i was born this way too basically talking about yeah. his, that he was gay right and you know and and, he, and i he think a small part of him wanted her to hear it she didn't but he wouldn't have said it out loud if right. he didn't want her to hear it. i think he's in his feverish feverish haze getting to the point of frustration with his life yeah it's like this is bullshit like i was just born this yeah. way i didn't do yeah. anything wrong why can't I be with the king of men? Exactly. More than chess. Then we go back to Jamie and Willie and they're fishing. And again, Jamie's like... Willie's still not really feeling it yet. No, he's not. And Jamie's like, well, use a worm. And he's like, I don't use worms. And Jamie's Sir. like, no, no. Don't you remember? Right. Again, me in parenting. Don't you remember? We used to use worms sometimes after it would pour right. rain at Hellwater and we would get the worms. Willie rips and... his heart out and says, no, sir. I don't use flies it would mean so much to Jamie if he would just say he remembers but right. he says he doesn't right so Jamie impresses him by getting a fish yeah so basically Jamie's like well wait a minute I'm gonna do something super maybe cool. you'll remember this maybe you'll remember how awesome I am so he goes and he's he, well first he he talks about the uh, the natives and, mm -hmm. and talks about how they catch fish with spears and stuff like that which kind of comes in a little later because you sort of see it but then he's like, as you know, Highlanders, we we just do it with a tickle, the old fat, with a tickle. And he's like, "What does that mean, sir?" And then he puts his hand in the water and he pulls the fish out of the water. And that water must cold be cold ass water because yeah. Sam Hewen's hand was almost purple when right. he pulled it out of the water. Yeah. How many times did he? How long do you need to hold his hands in that water? I don't know. And how but, gross would it have been? That had to be a real fish. 
it looked pretty real. It was not a stunt fish. No, I don't think. This is why I wouldn't be a good actor. Because I would say, I'm You'd be sorry, a great actor. I'm actually very uncomfortable touching Holding fish. a live fish. That's right. <laughs> um, but this is a this is a game changer for Willie. Because it's, I don't care where you came from, how, you know, high or low you are in the world. Somebody pulls a fish out of the pond. That's pretty, I was impressed. I would be like, let's go have more fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and they Willie, do, because then it's time to shoot deer. Right. And that's cool, too. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm anti-hunting, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not cool now, but back yeah. then... And Joe is such an animal lover that he was like... As soon as they said, we're going to go shoot deer, he, like, out loud... I don't even know if you knew this, but you were like... I mean, they had to back then in order to survive, yeah, right? Because you wanted to, like, get into the scene, it's but you It's were... I was like, they don't have... There's no grocery stores. Yeah. They got to go. They want meat. They got to kill it. But so, your whole body was repelled by it. Yeah, I'm you, not a big fan. You yeah. hate seeing animals hurt, so... You rationalized that out loud for everyone in the room, right. including yourself, and then we watched as they shoot the deer. You never actually see it, though. No. You I see, mean, like, the stunt, the dead stunt deer. Yeah. And is that better than seeing it collapse? I mean, that doesn't bo- I'm That wouldn't have bugged me. I'm not, like, I'm never going to have, like, a PETA card or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm not a fan of hunting. I don't, mm-hmm. like, in modern times. Right. But no, if they would have shown it, I, it wouldn't have bugged me at all. And did you like when you actually laughed when Willie said, when Sam, when Sam, <laughs> when Jamie said, where are you going? And he's like, well, I'm just going to let you. Right. You, sir, you, may you clean, can, yeah, you dress can, my deer. You can dress that. He's like, no, get out the knife, boy. Yeah. And you laughed at that part. Yeah. And he does. And he totally plays into his insecurity because he says. Reverse psychology. Yeah, he did. He's like, you know what? You're probably not old enough. Knowing how sensitive yeah. he is about Willie being. Willie takes that knife. Yeah. And he's so proud. He's yeah. so proud when he does it. Yeah. And then they're sitting by the fire. And Willie's gonna chuck though. He's like, that's probably good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Good, <laughs> good, good lad. Good job. And then they're sitting by the fire eating it. And Willie uh Jamie makes reference to his own father, saying, My dad always said that when you when you do it yourself, it tastes so much better. Right. And then Willie gets upset because he's obviously thinking of his father, Lord John, right. and how he's gonna die. And he starts getting upset. And Jamie's... Oh, he just... He's like, do you have a tummy ache? What can you do? Are you not I can make well? you a potion. Yeah. You, uh, I can help you. Are you okay? Can I hug you? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Do you have a fever? Do you have stomach pains right. from the apples? Do you need... Claire has a tea. Let's go over here. Right. I can make this tea. You're right. going to love it. Do you want a hug? I have a teddy bear. And yeah, and... Uh, and it, it breaks my heart. Right. But he Sam just gets Hewen. emotional. And, and Willie's like, I want to go back to my dad. Right now. Because Claire said he probably won't die. And I don't really want him to die. And I want to go back right now. And Jamie's like, uh... Eventually he's like, do you remember what he says? He's like... We're, in the, we're in the middle of the forest. It's, it's too, too far. dark. Yeah, we'll go in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's too dark. Yeah. There and are man bears in this, in this forest. Yeah. So Willie lies down. He puts a blanket over him. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie puts a blanket over him. And yeah. he, like, hesitates for a while. It's like, oh, should I? Should I? Because he's... A, he doesn't want to bother gonna, him. Gonna be mad or not. But he goes and he doesn't. Meanwhile, John Gray is lying there looking worse than I ever thought David Barry could look. And he says, he's got a splitting headache and mm-hmm. a bad fever. And he says, I think my head is going to burst. And I realized I don't know very much about measles. I thought they were like chicken pox, but apparently it involves a headache and a fever. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know either, but I'm, I'm, I think it's basically like a turbo flu. That's uh, influenza. I don't really know. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. It's not good though. But killed did, a lot of people. He did look like he was about to die. Yeah. And, you... and he asked. He said, "Is this the day I'm going to die?" Oh yeah. And Claire mm. doesn't answer. No. She's like, "Here, let me do some acupuncture on your eyebrows right. to see if this helps." 
But interesting, as a non-book reader, you thought that the character of Lord John might bite it here. I didn't know, yeah. You were like, is he going to die? Because he really looked like he well, was I mean, going to. It, it, I mean, from a story standpoint, it would make sense. It would be the only practical way. I don't know if Willie becomes a recurring character or not, but it would have been a very practical way to have Willie join Rolo and the gang is if... Uh, you know, they came and John Barry died and it's like, well, you're here, so... Stay with us. Rather than go back to your super castle back in Great Britain, why don't you stay with me? Um, yeah. But but obviously that's not what happened. But do you know that uh, Diana Gabaldon has a bunch of novellas that are all about Lord John? I do remember you mentioning that, yeah. So they're... And they follow him right... I mean, I don't read them and I don't think I could read them, but... They basically tell the same story of Ardsmere from Lord John's perspective. Nice. And I think they carry on past to that. To the Willy era? Oh, I mean, I think so. Okay, good. Let me know if you yeah. know. Find us at lornladder at gmail.com. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> Jamie... We know a lot. No, not that much. <laughs> Jamie wakes up the next morning. Willie's gone. Uh, in probably one of my one of my least favorite parts of this episode, the most noticeable footprints. Oh ever. yeah, it was like one of those like, guys, like old cartoons with the big like black stamped boot and yeah. And how can we foot. be so yeah. amazing with makeup and costumes right. and then do this with footprints? Right. But it's okay. like they they found like like Chad the two hundred pound lighting grip. He's like here, Chad, wear these boots and walk that. There's no way that like fourteen pound Willie is. No. So he follows the footprints. He finds Willie holding, he's on the wrong side of the trees that have been marked, and he's holding the fish with a spear. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, look, I found this free fish. I know. And then the Cherokee arrive. Right. And trouble ensues. What did you think of this scene? It was a great scene. It was a good scene, wasn't it? Yeah, my second favorite scene of the of the episode. Oh. What was your first? Well, we'll get into we that later. We haven't okay. got to my, my favorite scene yet. Um... It was a really well done scene. Yeah. Because it's everything happens very quickly. Right. And Sam Hewan acts the shit out of this scene. He did good. And does what any parent would do. Right. And, I mean, he obviously thinks he's going to die because he's, never mind all of the, you know, caution and pretense about you're, you're my son. I'm your, he's just like, this guy's my son, so mm-hmm. let's... Let's, right. let's kill Take me my instead. Blood. Yeah, because he's like, I'm going to die anyways. Let's just ruin this big secret. And then Willie, out of courage, says, no, he's not. Now, at this point, does Willie know? Well, this is where I thought, like, maybe he he is maybe catching on, but he... Because what kind of... I mean, I guess no matter what, if you're attached to a child and the child's about to get harmed, you would step in. But that's a Maybe not very, in that way. Not, and not that quickly. Right. That's a very fatherly thing to do. Yeah, totally. But then Willie kind of flips the script and, and, and steps does. in and says, no, he's not my father and I'm responsible. It was very brave. It was very brave. Right. It was a very nice character yeah. moment for him. For a spoiled, rich brat mm-hmm. who, like, that was a very yeah. good character moment. Yeah. I mean, of, he would, I, that was kind of what I was alluding to before is that he didn't really come off as a spoiled, rich brat. Like, he was rich and... and uh, privilege. Privilege. That's the word I'm looking for. But, you know, he was never really, like, a brat. Like, That's true. You know, like, he didn't want to use the privy, and John Gray was like, no, we use the privy. He's like, okay, let's poop outside. You know, like, yeah, it he was... he didn't want to dress the deer, but... Right, but, Jamie's you know, like, like, here we you do. do. It. And he's like, well, okay. That's yeah. not how we do it back home, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he has a little bit of King of Men heroism. Right, in, a little bit. In his blood. Yeah. yeah. Blood of Can my blood. Can he knit? Can he knit? We don't know. Good question. Write us at loinlander at gmail.com. 
So cut to scene with Lord John Gray sitting in the bed. Oh, we skipped over the part where Lord John Gray tells Claire, like when when he thinks he's about to die, he's like, I right. could have had him. Yeah, that, the most. This was my favorite part where basically, oh, it was? yeah, where John Gray is is basically where he basically he's, he's just gonna die. He he just is basically, you know. I could have Jamie and I, you know, and, and the look on Claire's face, she's like, she's so jealous. Pardon? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, so like, jealous. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, when uh, when I took Willie, uh, Jamie said I could take him if I wanted to, and of course I didn't. Yeah, snap. Yeah, but, uh, but I could have had him. I could have had him. Yeah. Anyways, mm. but then cut to the scene with Lord John Gray right. sitting in the bed, obviously better <laughs> and looking very yeah. uncomfortable, and back to being. A polite individual and you said so I really thought I was gonna die and I said some shit <laughs> yeah but uh I'm feeling a lot better now so let's just forget all that yeah it's so sweet right because he is such a polite right. person but it broke his mask but it broke his mask because he mm-hmm. thought well yeah, I'm what gonna if, die what, what the hell so he apologizes and Claire then compares her relationship to Frank with his relationship to Isabel, which I don't know. Claire and Frank at one point did have a lot of passion for each other, right? Right. So... Yeah, apples and oranges. I guess she's just trying to be polite. She's trying to be polite. And then afterwards, though, you know, they realize that they do have the common bond of both loving Jamie. Mm -hmm. And when she walks him out, because he's recovered and better, she says to him that he also deserves to find happiness. And I think to him, that means a lot coming from her because she doesn't fake things so if she believes that it might be true but at the same time it's like I feel like Claire genuinely feels for John Gray but cannot wait for him to be gone yeah 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 and it's really sweet when when Willie sees him again they they hug and John Gray says was he very well behaved and (laughs) Jamie says he was very courageous because he wasn't really that well behaved he broke the, the one important rule right there's one other thing we forgot about, another part that I really liked. Oh, you remember now where, yes, they were, I do. where they were riding. This is when they were riding back. Yes. And um, Willie asks uh, Jamie, he's like, when you left uh, Hellwater. I ran after I you. I ran know. after you and you didn't look back. And he's like, why didn't you look back? Mm-hmm. And basically Jamie Jamie says, I can't really. He like, says, I didn't want to give you hope. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think I was ever going to see you again. Right. And I didn't want to give you hope. Basically, that we would ever have a relationship. Like, right. he was trying to end right. that relationship. Right. And then you see this, you know, there's like a beat. And then there's a smile that's on Willie's face. Because I think a lot, and I think, you know, if you want to read into that, which I did, there's a, there was a lot of tension between Jamie and Willie after he found out who Jamie was. And I think that's because all these years he's felt sort of scorned and by abandoned by, by, abandoned by who was you know well, not his father but certainly a father figure and one of his best friends in the world and like scarred that little kid yeah he just you know? left he him thought, dropped him like a like a hot potato like, like a hot frank thought it didn't mean anything to yeah, him yeah exactly and dropped then dropped him like a hot frank and then when you know he found out that no he was he wasn't that that you know he didn't do that it was just sort of everything was okay yeah, yeah. that was really sweet and then of course followed by Willie riding away on the horse and you said of course he's going to turn around but yeah. was there a part of you that thought he wouldn't they, they drug it out they, they made you wonder and then but of course Willie looks 
looks and then it gives jamie yeah. hope that there will be a relationship there right. and, and then, jamie almost starts like he looked like he started taking a few steps forward like he was gonna go well, after I, yeah him. he wanted will I? yeah he will will like, he wanted him to turn around uh, he loves him so, so much I I, I I dare say that jamie loves willie more than claire well he stepped away from claire to follow yeah. willie yeah he had his arm around claire and then when he wasn't turning around right he took I mean, a few steps okay first of all we willie have to down his print shop no <laughs> I don't think he loves him more than Claire, but I think there is a lot of love there. And yeah. it's a different Maybe love. a different kind of love. The yeah. love that you have for your child is right. can feel very yeah. all It's instinctive and it's... It yeah, is. It, it's, it's, it is instinctive. It's, it's indescribable for anyone that's never had the pleasure. Yeah. And then we have the bathtub scene. <laughs> yeah, and then then this it just gets dumb. I mean, the, there's... <laughs> There's like basically the episode ends, yeah. and then it's sort of like if you ever watched like Lord of the Rings where it ends, and then no, they have like they tack like three more endings onto, and it was the same thing. It was like the episode was over. Willie runs away. They have the smile. Cut to black. But we don't. Instead, they have this completely unnecessary, well, super drawn out, and freaking fucking cornball sex scene. Well, it was it was necessary in terms of she got her ring. Right? He, they had stolen... Right. The ring had been stolen, so now it's replaced with a ring that is exactly as described in the book, because mm-hmm. they had, for whatever reason, moved away from that in the series, and made that weird little... The gray yeah, ring with the yeah, nubbit yeah. on it, but now it's... Ring. Yeah, but now it's exactly the ring as described in the book. Right. With the quote of the beautiful poem... Between the two of them, I don't know what that poem is, but blah, blah, a thousand blah, kisses. Blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So that was nice. Raindrops in my mouth and all this shit. I don't know. Yeah, there was something. I mean, it may as well have been raindrops in my mouth. These scenes, my goodness, come the fuck well, on! It, I just want to say that there is nothing sexy about these forced scenes. There's nothing they sexy. Seem forced. Like anyone, the dialogue is just anyone horrible. Who finds like, the sexy. Are you not having sex? Like that's not how it works. Like that's not someone it was like someone hitting me in the head with a cutting board. It is. It feels that it's, way for me too. And I love these characters. And again, I know you said it must be some sort of fan service. It, and I it think smelled it like is. fan service. Like But when you read it, it's different than when you see it. We yeah, don't maybe. need to see it. I mean I feel like someone need, they need to hire someone specifically to write the love scenes between these guys because someone and Kenny used to be able to write them without them being totally cornball. Well, they're cornosaurus rex right now. They, king of the corn. They are king of the corn. They are so uncomfortable and it's funny cuz on on some of the fan sites I'm on, a lot of people say they fast forward them. I yeah. And it's like these are people who are on I love Outlander Facebook groups right. and they are saying they bad. fast forward yeah, them. It's, it feels so added and tacked on and just And the brutal. actors must just be like, oh, God, okay, like cringeworthy. Katrina Balfe's like, so I have my shirt off and right. I'm lying here. For how long? Go. Yeah. Now, interesting, and I'll, I want to know what you think of this. Please. When they, uh, Katrina Balfe on the five-year anniversary of her being cast as Claire did a Twitter question and answer. Yeah. And they asked her what her favorite scene from this season was and she did a little bathtub emoji. Really? I don't know if I believe that this is her favorite scene. I mean... And another thing... She hasn't had a lot of great scenes this season, so... This is not one of them. She's had very little to choose from. No, it's not. It shouldn't be. I I wouldn't think. But yeah. 
So I don't know if she just says that because she thinks that the that she's doing it for the fans and she believes that the fans right. will really like it. But probably, probably that's what her publicist well, told her to put. And go ahead. I, well, I was gonna say the only the only thing I actually really noticed about this scene. Yeah. Is that they have two fireplaces in their house? You did notice that during this scene. So if you on know, either they're, side they're facing them. one side, and there's a fireplace, and then they turn around, and then they've got another fireplace, which is like the cooking hearth. And it's like no wonder the place burnt down. It's ten feet across and has two blazing fires in it. Like, come on! And guys. they use both those fires at the same all time. the time. Yeah. That's right. Come on, guys. Yeah, you that's, did notice that. It's like yeah, that's, you actually made us rewind the scene. I had to so check. I was like, could... wait, is there two? You know, Claire's all like, loop de doo and I'm like, wait a minute, was that a second fireplace? Rewind that shit. And yeah, 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 that happened for real. No. So we don't need to continue in on about that. But this is, I don't know, was it worse than the one on the ship where he's wiping her mouth with the oh, dirty, with the dirty soapy, soapy cloth? cloth? It was right it up was, there. It was right, it was right, up, right there. up there. Yeah, it's tough. Right up there, maybe worse because it was so unmotivated and tacked on. It was just like the ring thing. They could have, you know what? That would have been way stronger if they would have done that at the very start of the show, given it its own moment at the very start of the show, yeah. you know, and and been like, hey, Sassanac, or even the, that dumbass love scene would have made more sense at the start of the show, and then John Barry shows up, David Gray, Lord Gray, Jim Gray, Lord John Gray, Lord John Gray shows up, and then they do the actual show after. But to just tack it on to the end, it made no sense. It was a, it was a horrible placement. It just felt brutal. Yeah, like romance is not just i don't know i feel like they need to have maybe i maybe i could do it for them someone needs to you rewrite should. their romantic scenes because why don't you write one and post it on they're missing yeah they're it, it's it's about it's so bad. much more than yeah. what they're doing there. i think you could you could do a great job thank you what do you think about the fact that we didn't even see brianna i mean i liked it you did i liked it in the sense that they didn't tease it like like I said uh, last week, it's give me all or give me nothing. You know, if they're not going to give us anything new about Roger and Brianna, just leave them out. And that's what they did. Oh, okay. See, to me, I felt like they've ended the last two episodes with this big, she's time traveling, right. and then nothing? Like, isn't that kind of bad planning? Huge, huge. This episode, like I said last week, was that should have started with a cold open of Brianna, and then this has got to be the Brianna t- Travels Through Time episode, which is apparently what we're getting next week. Yeah, I don't even know if we're going to see Jamie and Claire next week. Right, exactly. That episode should have been this episode. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode could have been John dying slash shitty bathtub sex episode or something if we really need to have it. Yeah. But yeah, that that they led into the Brianna thing... And or or last episode they could have tacked on the ring, and then this episode we could have had the Roger with his shit toque reading the letter as the as the big ender leading into the Sophie skeleton, yeah. so, skeleton, Sophie skeleton, the Brianna time travel. You know, like it was just. I feel like at the maybe no, because at the end of that episode it was Herr Mueller dying. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that scene true. was that scene shit no matter where it lives. Which but one, the bathtub. The bathtub. But, uh, well, they didn't have to. They didn't have to be in a bath. Why couldn't he just like really sweetly give her? Well, because then he couldn't have been like, "I spit raindrops in your mouth" or whatever Ew, that Joe, terrible, oh my goodness, okay, terrible sexy I'm so poem. Sorry. Was. I'm so sorry. That wasn't a poem. The poem is beautiful. Whatever. The poem is beautiful. When he was talking about the raindrops, that was just Diana Gabaldon jargon coming yeah, out of Sam Hewen's mouth. Something. Okay, loin points. Oh. 
I gave the last one 30, so I gotta give this one, and that was only because of Murtaugh. So I'm gonna give this one 30 again, because I like John Gray. So it was nice to see Lord John Gray again, so it gets 30. No, you know what, maybe this one gets 35. Because I also really like the Willie character, and mm-hmm. I like the chemistry between the two of them. You know what, I'm bumping up, 37. 37. 37, okay. this one gets 37. Like, it should lose a ton of points because of that shit ass ending, but uh, we can't judge it. I'm for not that. gonna. I'm just gonna imagine in my brain like it just ended when Willie rode away. Okay, thirty-seven. You? Eighty-five. Oh, scathing. Eighty-five. That's not. Eighty-five is a thirty-five from you. No, it's not. Okay. No, no. I gave a Malcolm eighty. I think. Yeah. So. Was, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Why? Can you explain your, your rankings for me? Why, why so low for you? The bathtub scene lost a lot of really? points. It did. It probably lost 10 points. <gasps> a 95 to an 85 because of the raindrops in your mouth scene. That's weird. Okay, no, great. it went from 100 to 90 Right. because of the raindrops in your mouth. <laughs> where, did, where did it lose the other five? <laughs> the king of knitting talking about raindrops in your mouth. It lost 10 points. For yeah, that. no shit. Um, and then it lost another five because I felt... Like we should have had some sort of Brianna. Oh really? You want to something. see it. You want to see. You're I itching. You're itching I'm for ready. Brianna. I'm ready for it. Well, next week. Probably. MVP. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give it to uh, David Barry's portrayal of Lord John Gray. Okay. Although I really thought um, little little Willard there did pretty good too. Yeah. Oliver something. Twist. Finnegan. Oliver yeah. Finnegan. Ollie Finnegan. Little Oliver Finnegan. Also did a great job as a, as a special guest appearance. But I'm going to give it to uh, Lord John Gray. The the scenes where he was in his fever dream, like, oh. honesty hour was uh, was pretty good. With and then, the cut to the uncomfortable cut, yeah, the like, the So, how about that local sports team? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so him. You? Sam Hewen. He was good. I was relating to all of his parenting moments. All of them. This is what I'm going to say about Sam Hewen. Is that he... He's not the world, like, no one's ever going to call him the best thespian in the world, uh, but he's just fine. But I think he he plays off other good actors very well. Mm-hmm. He, you know, like, I feel like by himself, he's a little, like, when he's with, like, Fergus, it's horrible, because Fergus is horrible. But he, he sort of, like, acts to you the level. Fergus at least once. That new Fergus is nothing to write home about. Uh, but, I think he's uh, going to win you over. I think no. he's going to win you over. No. Um, <laughs> that's, that's French. Uh, oui. So, so yeah. Um, but he acts to the level around him. So when he's on the screen with, with good actors, he, mm-hmm. uh, he, he acts to their level. Okay. To the skill. Okay. Favorite scene? Uh, favorite scene was when, again, when John Gray and Claire were talking during the Fever Dreams. I just liked the back and forth, the super tense back and forth right. between the two because especially with Claire because she's torn she's a healer part of her just like just die please because I don't like you no and you want she to did kiss not my want husband. him to die no but she's like obviously super not die but she's like super jealous and yeah. not, not very uncomfortable but she's uh, you know takes her job as a healer so seriously like she would never you know do, do anything but her best to make sure that John Gray live forever to lust Jamie <laughs> right. lust over Jamie so my favorite scene was between 
Sam Hyun and Willie when he started crying by the fire and he started basically dancing around like a monkey trying to please him. It was fun. That was my favorite scene. Least favorite scene? I mean, we both yeah. know. I Come mean, on. There's that's no just even, it's not even fair. Bathtub. Okay. All right. Well, that is it. Yet that's another it. edition of Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet. Thanks Randy. for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. I'll be back in time.